0: Get ready for the most listened to sports podcast in Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm Evan Grant, and this is Ballsy. I'm
1: Kevin Sherrington, and in this episode, we're going to talk about the Cowboys.
0: You know, we're on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search Ballsy Podcast. That's Ballsy with a
1: Z. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington. Sitting across from me is Evan Grant. And now joining us on the line from Oxnard, California, David Moore. David, how are you?
2: Doing well. I was hoping you would send a car for me so I could join <laughs> you in
1: studio today. Yeah, yeah. It's not in the budget. No, it's not in the budget. If, if, if you were, uh, you know, across the street, we couldn't send a car for you. You'd have to, uh, <laughs> to walk on your own. Uh, so, David, uh, you know, you've just got a few days left in camp. This is it. This is the wrap-up, man. And so I know you've been thinking about what what was the big point of training camp other than getting you guys out there on that boondoggle and having dinner together every night. What was the whole point of this Cowboys training camp and what is your big, biggest takeaway?
2: What was the point? What does it all mean? What does it all mean? Yeah. Yes.
1: (laughs) We're being very existential here. What's the, what's the, what does it all mean?
2: (laughs) What does it all mean? Uh, this was a, I would say by and large to this stage, this is a camp that, uh, reflects Jason Garrett's personality. Uh, you just come, you go to work every day, and you go to bed and come back and do it all over again. It's been, uh, you know, I was just talking about it with somebody else out here. This uh, this training camp to this stage uh, hasn't really had these celebrity uh, visitors come by to watch practice. There hasn't been the buzz uh, that surrounds this team that, that often is out here in, in Southern California. Um, you know it's been very workmanlike they haven't worked against any other teams as they have in the past Uh, you don't have Denzel dropping in on an afternoon practice as as you have in the past you don't have Rob Lowe popping up on the sidelines and going up in the tower with Jerry to watch uh, the practice Um, haven't seen any stars haven't uh, crowds are down from what they have been Uh, it's just very much hey this is let's just go about it let's do let's do our job what we're out here for and I think that kind of reflects uh, Jason Garrett and his approach. So it's been a workman-like camp, which training camp should be, by the way. And, um, you know, the, the main things coming in I think fans wanted to see were working through the situation of what would happen at wide receiver and tight end. Um, and I think you've seen enough here where you have uh, an idea of how they're going to go about that.
0: Why has, there been no ce- why has this camp had no celebrity feel? Why do you think the celebrities, the celebrities have stayed away, out? David?
2: Well, you know, I think some of it is. Um, you know, how many celebrity or star players are on this team now? Uh, you know, you have a few, but uh, you don't have some of the high powered stars that, that you've had in the past or, or, or guys who have been on this team a, a long time and have a strong presence with it. Um, not to minimize what, what Dak and uh, Elliot mean for this franchise going forward. Uh, but just not a lot of uh, real sexy uh, names, if you will. Um, and they, I think the other thing is now that you have the Rams back out here, practicing in L.A., what they did last year, uh, you have Gurley. They have a little bit more star power. Uh, they came into a new area. They're the new thing. I, I think that has taken away some of the beluster and the excitement uh, that's usually generated around the Cowboys being here in Southern California. So, you know what, we'll, we'll see how this plays out next year. The, the Cowboys have always been uh, very uh, thoughtful in going about uh, going into an area, and when uh, excitement begins to wane, or before it wanes too much, well, maybe you talk and you have camp somewhere else. Um, you know, you, you started to see excitement wane a little bit when they left San Antonio to come back out here. Uh, this may be uh, the, the first signal that, you know what, they may be – it's just not a given they're going to be out here every year. Maybe they will start looking elsewhere going forward. Uh, I don't think – I think they'll – you know, I'm pretty sure they'll be back here next year. But, um, you know, they're going to factor this in, too, because they want their sponsors and they want their fans uh, to be excited and they want Tampa to be a destination place. And uh, you know, maybe maybe the shelf life here is starting to wear off a little bit., yeah, so, is, but all the other factors are so good, the facility and, and the fields and everything. I mean it's an ideal setting just just for football itself. But as we know, Jerry, about more than just
1: football. Yeah, this has to really be hurting Jerry's feelings if people aren't coming out there to see him. You know, I, I always go back to—I <laughs> can remember once when—and I, I did a story on Jerry. This was back in the early days, and, and back when they used to have. Remember when they had those luncheons out there at, at uh, Valley Ranch, and all the media oh, would sure, come. Yeah, and yeah, and. and uh, I can remember I was you know kind of following Jerry around on a feature story and and he was so disappointed you know when the guys weren't weren't coming in he was just so eager to see everybody out there so he could talk to everybody and then, and it was just a uh, he was just kind of like the puppy version of uh, of the the Jerry that we know now.
0: I have a different theory on why there has been fewer celebrities at camp. Yeah, what's that? Jerry's toxic. <laughs>
1: Well, it's, that's. I'm I'm yeah,
0: dead serious. I mean, that can't be dismissed.
2: That can't be dismissed. Yeah, that's yeah, prob- that's I mean, possible. He's dandy radioactive
0: dandy, right dandy. now. I mean, you you go the you go
2: left leaning California. Yeah,
0: you go and hang out with Jerry. I mean, it 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 kind of if you're Denzel and you go hang out with Jerry, doesn't it come across as a tacit um, approval approval of of Jerry's uh, of, of Jerry's public statements.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, is there a bigger fan of the Cowboys than LeBron James? And He's out here now, and he didn't pop up at any of these practices. And, and uh, because of what's happened, I, I don't think he will. I yeah,
1: mean, that's a good you know, point.
2: LeBron James citing you know, Dale Hansen, you know, criticizing Jerry Jones. So what's he going to do? Then call the club and ask to come out and see a practice. Saw that? That's a very good point. Evan, that's an outstanding point.
1: Look, look at Evan. He, you know, David, Now his, he's just beaming now. He's
0: now. Oh, my
1: gosh. He's now can so we talk happy.
0: about my minor league story?
1: No, we cannot talk about your minor oh, league okay. That's what he's mad about, David, because I had to cut him off before we could talk about his minor league boondoggle. I'm
0: not upset at all. Kevin just bores me to tears. Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so anyway, David. So we we've uh, we've seen this team a little bit in action, and uh, let me ask you this: Were you surprised at all by anything you saw in the, in that uh, game against the Forty ers
2: I'm surprised I saw the starting quarterback. given uh, that's the first time since 2012 uh, Jason Garrett has played as starting quarterback in the opener, uh, along with the majority of the starters on both sides of the ball. I think that's a, to me that was telling because, uh, this is a young team. It's a, it's a team with only one guy over 30 on the starting, on the starting roster on either side, uh, starting lineup. So uh, I think he's taking a little bit of different approach with this team and, and you saw it in that first game and, and the offense looked much better on their one possession, uh, the starting offense in that game than they had consistently in camp, and I, I think that really did a lot for their confidence. And you know, defense has been winning the day usually here in, in camp. And uh, when you press people on it here, they go, "Well, no, you're not overly. Con- we're not overly concerned. We're, we're working on the things we want to do. And and look, it's going to be different when we actually get in live action because while you know you're not taking Ezekiel Elliott to the ground here, so. When you're not doing that, all your corners can stay on your receivers a little bit longer, uh, so it's more difficult for them. So you you will actually see the impact of what Ezekiel Elliott and a strong running game means once we get into live action. And while you didn't see Ezekiel Elliott, you saw Rod Smith in the role of Ezekiel Elliott, and they hammered away early, and that opened up some things in the passing game. So I I thought it was, uh, look, one possession doesn't set a tone for the entire season, but but I, I think that one possession and how good they looked in going down to score uh, did more for their confidence than the last I'll say week of training camp because uh, the defense was handling them pretty good here.
1: Do you think that was the reason why that he did start that game because uh, Jason Garrett was hoping that's what would happen that uh, you know if if they did not have their confidence levels up if they. You know, uh, what he was hoping, he would go out there, perform well, okay, good. So, you know, purpose was served, and now we can move on.
2: Yeah, I believe so. Now, that can backfire on you. Sure. A few years ago, they were doing that when they were doing some different things offensively, and they had to actually go with their starters and play in that final preseason game for a possession. Uh, because they weren't moving working well offensively, and look, there there's still three preseason games left. We'll see how this plays out here. But yeah, I think he undoubtedly uh, took that into consideration and but it, you know, it's interesting too, and I mean, and they played it like they would a regular season game because you had that third and eight or whatever it was where Dak takes off and scrambles up the middle. And then dives under a a careening tackler, uh, which I think, uh, I I know the owner held his breath on that one. Uh, Garrett asked about it, said he had no problem with it. We told him to go out and play. Why would we have a problem with it? But um, obviously, if he gets hurt, everyone's going to have a problem with it. But, um, you know, Dak is a very smart runner, as we've talked about before, and he's avoided injury to this point. Uh, He's going to get hurt or injured at some point but he is they trust him running even in preseason games because he has such a good feel on when to go down and how to avoid the hit all of that being said you can have that feel and and do it judiciously and, and go about it the right way but if a guy wants to to go ahead and make a point and maybe not uh play within the rules and make a hit he can do that as well and no matter how careful you are running you still expose yourself to that
1: yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm interested in, in uh, seeing how this team does uh, over its uh, next few preseason games. I am.
0: Uh, I'm sticking. What, what are the next few preseason games going to tell you?
1: Well, just uh, I want to see what some of these guys can do. These young guys. Any, anytime you have a lot of young guys, which the Cowboys do, though, I, I count those those in the secondary, all those young guys who were rookies last year. They're they're still guys out there proving themselves, and so I want to see what they look like. You know, I I, I like watching these games just simply because you're seeing how guys are reacting under pressure. You're seeing how guys react in the situation. We saw that in, uh, in I guess it was the third quarter of that game. We saw a, a play in the secondary where you, you, I think you saw the inexperience of it, and there was a play where the safety didn't, uh, didn't come over to help out like he was supposed to on a play, and the Cowboys got burned on a long pass. Uh, and that's the kind of stuff that's, that's going to happen, I think, when you have young guys, and that's another reason for them to go out and get Earl Thomas, in my mind. And we talked about that last week, as David said. I think that will probably go down to the wire. I, I, my guess is that that Earl Thomas will will be in the starting lineup for the Cowboys, or at least he'll be on the on the roster for the first game of the season against uh, that is uh, Carolina. Is the, I'm trying to remember who the opener was uh, against yes, Carolina. Carolina.
2: Yep, in Carolina. Yes. Uh,
1: but it, it, I think it will be the last minute because they're going to try to you know to every, there's going to be a game of chicken here between the Seattle. And the Cowboys at uh, for Earl services. So anyway, I, yeah, yeah, I think that's right to watch.
2: Just real quick and let's yeah, do Earl Thomas and let's do what we talked about from the Cowboys perspective. Why wouldn't they do it now and, and their reasons for that? But, but let's look at this completely from Seattle's perspective. One, you're waiting because you don't you don't need Earl Thomas in camp. He, he knows the system. If he's going to play there, he doesn't need a camp. And he's an older player. That doesn't that's no, you know, doesn't bother him. Uh, but if you're Seattle, you're sitting there saying, well, let's not rush this because if Jeff Heath or Xavier Woods goes down, Dallas is already thin at safety. What are they going to offer us then? The price just went up on what we can get for them. Two, they're going to say, well, let's just go ahead and wait anyway, and even if no one goes down, maybe their defense looks so good in training camp that they feel, you know what, let's go all in on this season. This defense can be special, so let's go ahead and overpay for what it's going to take to get Earl Thomas because all we're doing is overpaying, you know, on his contract, and let's see, you know, then. So I think it's, from Seattle's standpoint, it makes complete sense for them to sit back and play this down to the end.
1: No, oh, I think so too, and, and, but I, I, I do expect it will happen, and I do expect it because we know that Jerry has uh, tempered and uh, uh, he has uh, mellowed and all of that, and we've seen Steven take a larger role with his team, and all all those things are true, but I do believe when it comes right down to it, and Jerry will – because – because I'm thinking this Cowboys team has a chance. I'm thinking this defense has a chance to be good, and I'm not nearly as optimistic as Jerry Jones is about these Cowboys. So if I'm feeling that way about him, I know that he does, and, and I think he'll think if, if Earl Thomas is the one piece that we need to get over the hump, then how am I going to look back on this season at my age and say, why in the world didn't I go ahead and do that? So, I, I think he will push for that eventually and I think you're right. I think they're they're going to play they're they're playing this uh, you know, the right way and certainly Seattle's got to play too, so you don't really have a choice in, in this matter. But I do think that this team has enough going for it right now. Uh I just I feel like I think if I I don't know if I've been on record yet for the Cowboys, I think I said was going to say 10 and 6. I think I'm bumping that up to 11 and 5. What are you doing, David?
2: I uh I also have 11 wins, and I've been derided by many of uh, my peers out
1: here. Is that right?
2: Uh, my, yeah, uh, but, but for reasons that go beyond just me <laughs> saying that I think they can win 11 games, obviously. There's,
1: yeah, it's a junior
2: high, high group out there. In there as well that I'm derided over you now, personality yeah. and other. But um, I, I just think that, you know what this team should have expectations. We keep hearing Jason Garrett talk about getting his guys in place, getting the culture in place. This team is built exactly the way he wants it built. Uh, This team is is structured where you have two of your stars on their rookie contract. So if you're short in an area, you have the money to go out and supplement it. Uh, Much like Seattle did when they had Russell Wilson on his rookie contract, and they were able to go out and and fill the few holes they had. So I, I think this,
1: And like Philadelphia did as well last year.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's – look, things have been in place here. Uh, Everyone understands the system. They've added – I think this defense is – like I said, I think the defense showed strides at the end of last year. Now you bring in Chris Richard uh, from Seattle – where I where we've talked about the defensive DNA is the same with what Seattle's defense is, but he's going to come here and, and play it differently, more bump and run, more physical corners, more cover three instead of cover two. So I think you're tweaking the defense enough where teams aren't going to have a read on their uh, tendencies early in the season, which is going to help them. And you go back to this the fact that really every other year over these last four years under Jason Garrett, has been the bounce back and and you know division chance for division title into the playoffs year. Uh, if, if like like I've said before, I think ten to eleven wins, and, and I think if they're not there, there are going to be consequences.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. You know, it's just funny to me to see the and, and of course this is a year to year deal. With the Cowboys, when people get up uh, for the Cowboys, I think they're going to be really good. And when people get down on the Cowboys, and and you know they got down on the Cowboys so much after a year. Thanks
0: for y'all asking me what
1: I had him at. Oh, I'm sorry, Evan. Or, are you still here? Why he is still here? There's Evan Grant. Oh, hey, Evan. What what did what did you have the Cowboys up, at, buddy?
0: Did you well, say eight and eight, seven and nine i've just gone through the schedule again and i i I find it hard in my mind it's hard for me to see how they don't get to 10 wins um yeah and it's hard for me to see how they don't finish the season on a real roll um uh they've got what what, four of the last six at home after that stretch where they play at the eagles and at the falcons Mm -hmm. um I, yeah, you know, the question for me is I think they very possibly could be 5-5 five and five going into that stretch in late November. Um, but then they've got Redskins, Saints, Eagles all at home. Do they lose that Eagles game here or do they win the Eagles game here?
1: Well, that they, they, they kind of seems to be the uh, – That's the swing game, right? Well, that's kind of the their the, the usual is to lose to the Eagles here. So, you know uh, – um,
0: And then, uh, you know, I think you beat the Colts on the road. Yeah. You've got Tampa Bay here and you beat – you win – and then, you know, the, the last game is is at New York, and I don't think the Giants are going to be a very good team. So I could see – I could very – I could envision a scenario where this team is 5-5 five and five going into the last week in November and getting on a six-game roll to go into the playoffs, which I think would be a really nice momentum kind of deal to take into the postseason.
1: Uh, you know, uh, I just feel like there's uh, – too many people took from last season the, the cratering of the offense and blaming uh, Dak and, and basically people believing that, oh, that was all smoke and mirrors that that rookie season. And if you talk to people, especially if you talk to former quarterbacks,
0: he might not be as good as he was in his rookie season, but he's going to be better than he was last year. Uh, well,
1: I think uh, here's what here's – what, uh, uh, Yes, yes. Do well, we agree on that? Well, I, I think he probably will, just because because uh, Zeke if Zeke is back and right. if Zeke is healthy and he's playing all those games, yeah, that, that makes any quarterback better. And I think the kid, I think the kid learns pretty well. I think he's got a pretty good. Uh, I, I think he does too. I think the the question people have about him are the questions that people had when he was coming out of college about his accuracy. But the the, the thing that uh, that you know, if you talk to Babe Loffenberg, if you talk to Troy Aikman. When they say, when we say, oh, he had a good rookie season, Babe will tell you, no, 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 no. He had an unbelievable right. rookie season. You you don't understand for a rookie to come in and play like he did well, it was right. unbelievable that he did that. So, you know, you don't go from having an unbelievable season to be a guy who just, oh, he, he can't play. they got to find another quarterback. I, hey, what about the Cooper Rush? What about Mike White? I mean, right. you know, people are saying that. And, you know, and that's the, that's kind of crazy talk, you know, I – there are a lot of there, yes. Uh, there are some things that the Dak unquestionably needs to work on, but you know, uh, I like if, if if I'm a if, if I'm a, a coach or a general manager, I want smart guys on my team. Right. You know, and I know everybody thinks, oh no, you just got to have players. I like them to be smart guys. Dak's a smart guy. He gets it. You know, he he understands what it is about playing quarterback in the NFL. And what you need to do, and how you need to devote yourself to it, and he and he says and he does all the right things. Uh, and I don't know, I don't understand how people can question that so much. I, I think a lot of it is there was a lot of Des Bryant fans in this town, and when that connection didn't work, a lot of those Des Bryant fans wanted to blame all of that on Dak.
0: Well, Dez was a polarizing figure, and I, I, you know, I, I think you also often see, and, and David, I think you can speak to this. Um, there's no doubt that Des Bryant had talent. There's no doubt that we had seen some erosion of that talent. But I also think when you see, oftentimes you see a polarizing talent, no matter how good that talent is, when he leaves a team as a team, they tend to perform better. Because I don't want to use the word distraction, but it is something that creates something of a wedge. Because you've always got to be answering for somebody else. You've always got to be interpreting for somebody else. You've always got to be questioning what the other other guy's motive is. And I I, I think if nothing else, this team is is going to operate much more on the same page.
2: And your offense from a schematic standpoint is entrenched somewhat in getting that player the ball in the way he needs to get the ball. And you talk about versatility, but you can't be as versatile as you want because – you know, this is a staple. Now, the other side of that is when things aren't going good, you need a staple that you can go to that you know is going to work. Right. And and this offense has to show that they have that in the passing game. But, you know, as a side here, I think something else that happened is that, uh, you know, I think there was, uh, uh, in the fan base, there was there was a joy and an excitement that came out of that 13-3 and season when, when Dak and Elliot were rookies. And there was this feel of, oh, this is the start of something special. Last year was anything but special with the suspension. Not just the suspension, but going week to week and fighting it and pushing it down the road until you could push it down the road no more and you had to serve it. Yep. Uh, and then and then, you had a team that for three games did nothing offensively. Absolutely nothing. Those first three games that Elliott was out. And I think that that was... People remember emotionally how bad that three-game stretch was, and they exaggerate how bad last season was. I think people, when they consider last year a complete and utter disaster, it's an emotional reaction from the highs of the year before to how bad they looked in that three-game stretch where they weren't competitive. And you go, well, this team did nothing last year. They're horrible. Well, they went 9-7. and seven. You know, of the six playoff teams in the NFC the year before, five of the six missed the playoffs. The Cowboys were one of them. So th- this is just the nature of the NFL. It's uh, it's uh, In some ways, it's almost like an every-other-year league because there's not much separation between teams. And, and you get some momentum. You get on a roll. Things go your way. It's your year. Uh, so... You know, all of these other playoff teams from the year before didn't make it either. There there was only one exception, and I believe that was Atlanta, and they went out pretty quick. Right. So, uh, look, they weren't – I know Cowboys fans were disappointed, but I would argue they were not uncharacteristic of, what, of everyone else because you go into last year, all those other teams, there were expectations for them to return to the postseason. Um, so I, I just don't think last year – is as bad as a lot of fans want to portray it. I really don't, David. It was we disappointing. It was disappointing, but I don't think it was crushingly bad, like uh, uh, so many people emotionally seem to uh, attach to it.
0: David, uh, we would like to um, at this point in time we'd like to get to talking to you about my minor league story, but um, <laughs> we've run out of time. Um, we also have to call Tim Brando, and I is now is is kind of a semi-regular host here you'll have you'll get the feel for this eventually but when we do have tim on to talk about college football it takes a while for us to kind of get him to offer any opinion on anything so we have to spare (laughs) take a little bit of time for that so we're gonna we're gonna shut this off for now i know you really enjoyed the minor league story much unlike kevin um but uh, I, I, I know thought, you're going to make it through no, those no, last no. few days in Oxnard. I just Oxnard. want to say this.
1: It was a minor league story.
0: Yeah, thanks. Um, I, I know yeah. you're going to make it through these last few days in Oxnard. Um, I know it's not as beautiful as Surprise, um, but uh, we can't wait for you to be back here in Dallas uh, enjoying the crickets, the cicadas, and. Uh, cicadas. I, I call them cicadas. <laughs> and, um, cicadas. And. Uh,
2: the mutated, the yeah,
0: mutated
1: bug. That's right. You
0: should see the back door to the office right now. Yeah, lots of crickets. It's it's scary. Yeah. Um, so we enjoyed you visiting with us, David.
2: Well, thank you for associating me with bugs, as you uh, end this segment too. Uh, I to prefer to. I prefer a more engaging guests.
0: The term I prefer is vermin and pestilence.
1: Yeah.
2: There you go. <laughs> there we go. Well, well, guys, I would like to say I enjoyed it. But, but
1: you can't. Goodbye. Yeah. I right. can't, can't you lie. Objectivity prohibits that. David, safe travels. Get back fine. Uh, tell Cheryl hello when you get home.
2: Will do. Thanks a lot, right. well, guys. See Bye. ya.
1: There goes David Moore. So there's our Cowboys podcast for today uh, and uh, and our Rangers podcast. I feel like we're just running through these podcasts, don't you? This is what we need to do.
0: We need to pick up the pace.
1: Pick up the pace a little bit? We're, we're, is the commissioner going to come in and say, hey, you guys
0: got to pick it up a little bit? We're putting yes. a clock there, on there's you. A, there's going to be an opinion clock. Wow. 12 uh, seconds between opinions.
1: That's tough. All right, so that was our uh, – we've had a Cowboys All right, podcast. enough of all that. Rangers. <laughs> and then we're going to have Tim Brando on to talk about college football, and that'll be fun. So from everybody in here to everybody out there, thanks,
0: and we'll see you.
1: Don't forget to subscribe via iTunes. You'll get new
0: episodes every week. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, sports fans, see you.